This is One Ogden. I'm John Miles. Kim Bauscher has become a fixture around Ogden as the executive director of the Downtown Alliance. She's recently moved on to a new role as strategic development officer for Roosters. And the Downtown Alliance is looking for a new executive director to fill her shoes. So I'm originally from Seattle, Washington. My husband and I are both from Washington, and it was his work that moved us out here in the end of 2011. And so then how did you get so quickly like integrated in the community? Yeah, um, I think that's an Ogden thing. People always ask me that, and I don't think it's innate, you know, unique to me. Uh-huh. I had a blog at the time, and I was doing a series called Small Town USA, and my husband and I like doing road trips, and we're both history majors, so we would always find like the historic 25th Street of wherever we were going, and we ended up living here, and this street is incredible, right? So I wanted to do a Small Town USA about where we were living, and I kind of picked out places that I wanted to interview. And Roosters was actually one of them. And also Ravalli's I really liked a lot. And I connected with um, Alex from Ravalli's first. And at the time, he was the marketing chair for the Historic 25th Street Association. And so I was talking to him about this blog. And at the time, blogs were a big deal, (laughs) you know. And he's like, we need someone like you to help us out with marketing. And we have this social media. And he invited me to come to one of their business owners meetings and so I started volunteering with 25th Street Association with social media and some website stuff and just really connected there. And then my husband and I actually ran into Kim Bouchard at Sonora Grill before a movie. We were taking, we, she was taking her sons and we were taking our kids to the movies. Um, we just happened to be grabbing a drink and like a bite beforehand. And I went to the restroom, like, it's time to leave. And so I come back, and he's talking to this lady. And, oh, this is the owner of Roosters, who's on your list of people you want to interview with. So she gave me her business card. So I was really excited about that. And I thought, I'm going to go interview her for my blog post. And I showed up for that interview at the 25th Street location. And I, you got to – this is a huge thing for me. You have to imagine, like, sitting at the bar, you know, the stools that are there – I didn't know anyone in this town yet. I had just barely met Alex. I think I'd maybe come to a meeting. And I sit down to interview this lady, and I have all my questions ready. And she she just kind of threw that out the window. And I don't know if you know her, but if you do, this is exactly how she is with everyone. She's asking me questions. How am I liking Ogden? Have I made connections? Do I feel happy here what do I need to feel happy here and she's pointing all these directions like you need to meet this person then she's naming people and kind of pointing directions and I realized later on that she was pointing in the direction where those people live (laughs) (laughs) but she's the one who told me you know I need to join the junior league and I realized she was in that same 25th Street Association and so I got really kind of double down connected in that And I did join the Junior League, and so it just kind of was very organic, but it just kept blooming. And I think that's true of this town. You know, when I was first starting with that group, it felt like a small group of doers, and that group of doers has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, and there's so many pockets of people who are doing really cool things in this town. You can't even keep track of all of them, right? My goodness, on any given weeknight or even weekend, you know, there's 
a hundred and something things going on and it's all these kind of microcosms of the community that you can connect in with and I just think that's amazing how many people bring their own charisma and passion and start these things and I think that's what makes this town what it is you know that's what I love about it here yeah well, and will you talk just a little about how Junior League works? Like, I only vaguely understand that it's kind of, it's about women, you know, supporting mm-hmm. other women in kind of their projects. And so then it does become this, yeah. like a melting pot of people doing stuff. Yeah, Junior League is an interesting one. I, like, I joined the Junior League and I ended up being on the board almost immediately because it's so small. They didn't have even all the positions filled. And I think the best way to describe the Junior League, I went to a training that they put on and this woman, she's kind of making fun of us. She's third party, like trainer for the Junior League. And so she said, y'all will sell people on the junior league come volunteer with us and she's like you're kind of telling people I got you a bracelet and it's like look how fun and simple this is she's like but then they get home and they like open the box and they're like look at my pretty bracelet but then like out pops a pony (laughs) and like (laughs) whoa I, I didn't sign up for a pony and like that's cool but now I have to like build a stable and take care of it and this is way more than like this pop in volunteering thing that you guys and I thought I think that's such a great analogy because the junior league is not just like show up and do a couple hours here and there you really get to learn about the community and kind of what needs there are at any given point and so it's not just like here's the project here's how to do it go and cross these things off the list it's really like go out and understand your community and then what can you do to make a difference there? And, you know, it's all trial and error. It's learning as you go and it's not having the resources you need. So it's coming up with those plans. And then how do you pay for those things? And who are there partners that you can bring in? And it's a ton of work. I think it's the hardest thing I've probably ever done because there's also a lot of different personalities. But you learn so much about your own self. And it's such a different experience than anything I've ever been a part of before or since. And I think it really set me up for a lot of success with the Downtown Alliance and just my own life too. There's so many projects where I'll feel a little bit intimidated and then go home and like sit with that or I'll be driving in my car and I'll think, oh my gosh, I actually do I have experience in this because of some random assignment I ended up taking on or got to be a part of through the junior league and so it's a hard thing to convey to people until you're really in it but I think it's been an incredibly meaningful experience to me and so how did you get involved with the downtown alliance I guess it's just my perception that you have to have a business downtown or something so what was your way into that Yeah, I was actually part of starting the Downtown Alliance. So I got, I have my own business that's marketing and PR. And I had been volunteering with the 25th Street Association. But then as I was doing that, it became pretty clear that they kind of needed to reevaluate their own kind of organizational model. So they contracted me and then Brett Turner. We did this needs assessment of the 25th Street Association. And it was pretty clear that we needed something bigger than that. And that the story of downtown was much bigger than just the people who were paying into a dues-based organization. And so we were like, how can we get to this place? And so we started pulling in, you know, we had a board of directors for 25th Street Association, but then we started pulling in people from the junction for that conversation. Sarah Tolliver, president of Visit Ogden. Um, We started having conversations with economic development with the city. And okay, we, we all agree that there needs to be something bigger, but where does that go? Is it Visit Ogden? Is it the city? Like, where does that need to come from? And I ended up attending, actually because of the Junior League, (laughs) I was at a training conference that was put on by Utah Nonprofits Association. 
And um, I met this really incredible group of people that was um, Epicenter from Green River. And they were presenting on something. And and the guy had kind of been upset with the mayor there um, and had said, like, well, when are you going to clean up our town? And the mayor at a public meeting, and it's a small town, but at a public meeting, the mayor responded and was like, when are you? And they ended up starting this group. And the first project was called Brooms on Broadway. And that whole presentation was just incredibly meaningful to me because we'd been having that conversation for a couple years, like, well, which organization is going to take the lead on this and how could it work? And I remember leaving that conference and being like, it's us, like, we just need to do it. And so I called Brett, super excited. And then I called, um, you know, like Sarah and Kim, people from that kind of like fact-finding crew that we had been chatting with and I was like I I think we need to just like do this and so we kind of put an ad hoc board together and put a whole presentation together and we went over to the city and we were like this is what we think we need you know as a community and we want you know your blessing to get this started and we asked for funding support that's not how funding works (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we were like you should pay us or give us money and that's not how the government works at all (laughs) So they were like, yeah, we see value in the concept that you're talking about. But they actually ended up putting out a whole RFP, which is a request for proposal for someone to create a business alliance. And so we were like, "Okay, you know, like they like the idea, but they don't like (laughs) us. That's actually how it felt at the time. But looking back on it, I think that was absolutely like correct form of business. Yeah, it was government, but it felt so personal. Yeah. Um, So they put this RFP out, I think. If they put out nationally and they invited other local organizations to put in and we then had to put in a response to that proposal and a plan and compete to, to be the entity to do that. And we went through, I think they like shortlisted and then did interviews and all that. And so we ended up being selected, which was like agonizing, you know, the amount of time it just felt like there's no way we're going to get this because we didn't have you know, we're not like a consulting firm that it has background in doing that. It was like, we just all care and are here, business owners and people that have a vested interest in seeing this through. So an incredible amount of trust from a lot of people, but we did, you know, we did win. Also, maybe we were the cheapest one, <laughs> you know, like, because we were, you know, we were broke as being, still the Alliance has like very little funding. So, uh, but so businesses don't pay dues? They do not. And that's actually written into our bylaws because I should say ours. I'm not there anymore, but Uh it's written into their bylaws. And we did that on purpose because those dues had created so much animosity between who was dues paying and not dues paying. And, you know, if these three businesses are paying, but then like they're not the whole story of downtown, you want to be able to talk about everything that's happening and not just those you know, handful of businesses. And so that's actually embedded in the guts of the organization is that like, hey, we're going to tell the whole story of downtown. But so I'm, no, to be included, you're like my long-winded answer no. <laughs> to be included. It's uh, yeah, businesses within the footprint of downtown, um, which is defined by city code. Then there's community stakeholders and partners and the, all of those meetings are open to everyone. So anyone like could go on the Downtown Alliance's website and subscribe to their newsletters They can participate in their, um, you know, they do quarterly town hall meetings and business owner meetings. All that stuff is also recorded and um, sent out via email if you are on that newsletter. So it's really not like this guarded only for these people. It's really meant to be, you know, we want to facilitate business owner 
um, success and functioning and invite them in to participate in all these things. But then it is meant to be a bridge to the community and residents at large. So what they want to see in their downtown, you know, a downtown is not just the businesses that are there. It's the people that come and participate and support those businesses or go to the events or are the musicians and all of those things you know involvement across the board like what kind of things does the alliance do is it like Mm -hmm. like do you give businesses some kind of political voice um in some ways yeah depending so the the alliance is a 501c3 and um is still pretty young so it was established 2016 was the beginning of that and that first year was like a needs assessment From that, there's a mission statement, but then like that mission work is kind of divided into six pillars. So I think a lot of people know the Alliance for events like Farmer's Market, Harvest Moon, but um, they also do a lot of business resource connections. So working with like the Small Business Development Center, the Business Information Center, which is the cities. And so business resources, marketing and communication, arts programming. So advocating for funding in our community and, and beyond or from our community and beyond, and coordination with the community and economic development. So yeah, political voice, I mean, in particular on the business owner side, parking, lighting, what allows a street closure? Like when we first got started, there was no parameters for any of those things. If someone wanted to play the trumpet on their own, they could have done a special event permit and it could have really harmed the business owners. Um, instead of being kind of like synergistically supporting them. And so we host, I, I got to stop saying we, it's so like I've been there for so long, but. Well, and you did kind of, you were involved in all in, of this that we're talking about. Yeah. So it just, I'm, I'm still learning how to speak differently, but um, they, you know, host these business owner meetings so that they can really understand those needs from the businesses directly and the brainstorming process. What do they want out of events and what do they need in terms of, hearing from the the city and you know when there's stuff going before council that back and forth of information sharing is a lot of the work that the alliance is doing and being able to take that in and then kind of give it back to the city in a meaningful way is a big part of the responsibility of the alliance and I think that's kind of like invisible work because you know you don't necessarily see that on social media where it's like this is all we heard about parking and you see the events and you see the businesses downtown so much more than you see that kind of background churning political work. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people think that we're kind of like lockstep with the city. And I, you know, we do, re- they do receive funding from Ogden City. About a third of the organization is funded that way, but they're really not lockstep. You know, there's plenty of times that the organization has to go to the city and say, like, hey, like, communication on this needs to be better and here's the suggestions for that and here's what we're hearing and you might be thinking that you're doing this but the perception out there is this other thing so like let's align better you know and so supporting the city in responding to those things but not just blindly stamping off on whatever the city as an entity wants or or is pushing forward you know right now like that make Ogden stuff is a huge part of communication needs for the alliance and there's plenty of things that still need to be hashed out and worked through and so it's not just like the alliance is saying everything that has this logo on it is like good to go the alliance is inviting and trying to enforce the concept of like the city needs public input it needs business owner input it needs community stakeholder input so 
show up and this is why this matters, you know, and helping to kind of broaden that conversation, but not necessarily just saying this is what's happening. Agree with it. You know, like that, that entity is really there to help facilitate conversations and like create the best of, you know, in all those directions. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the city, it's sort of a voluntary partnership with you. I mean, and then the, the business is all, it's a pretty voluntary partnership yeah, absolutely, with you. Yeah. And so I would imagine that particularly the executive director is, I mean, balancing those two things and making sure that all of those people are still on board. Yeah. And it does feel, you know, I'm, um, the position is open and they're, they're accepting applicants right now. What does that role really look like? It is a lot of tightrope walking because a huge part of the job is knowing the business owners and the makeup of the downtown, knowing the general community and being able to kind of say like, okay, yeah, you know, you may be here business owners wanting this and this and this, and you hear the community at large saying a little bit different, like how can we help facilitate those conversations so they meet in the middle? Do people really understand where their taxes are going? Is there opportunity for us to help educate on some of these things? Because sometimes people have really great ideas or feedback, but it's going to the wrong place. And so then they feel maybe stuck in that or they don't see progress happening. And so helping facilitate those things. And, you know, when I was there as the executive director, I think the thing that's that's hard about that role is it has the potential to become life, you know, all life consuming because you live and work and play and build and you very much care about every, you know, anytime a business closes, you take that absolutely personally, you know, whether or not you had anything to do with it or could have helped or even if they're just retiring and you, you know, you know, you maybe know the inside story of what's happening versus what's being out in the media you still take every single one of those things like so personally because you just want the downtown to thrive you want all of those things to work out and be synergistic and there's I think the hardest thing for me is that you see really closely how good the humans are in each of those roles and then sometimes they stop becoming humans in the public conversation and it's like an enemy or you know, the government is this thing. And, and when you're actually in, in my role, you're actually sitting down at the table with these people. They're human beings who also care a lot. And maybe they're doing missteps or making missteps, but so is everyone else, you know. And the Alliance does too. Like I was all on that. Like there's plenty of times when I've made missteps or the organization has. And I think everyone is just learning. And the hardest thing for me in that role was like, okay, it's not – you have to drop, like I think as a community, especially right now, like we have to drop this kind of like personal bashing. Like there are no bad players. Like there's not anyone really like intentionally being awful or, you know, it's maybe disagreements or lens perceptions. And I think just making sure that the space is still open for communication. I think as downtown has grown a ton. Ogden City has grown a ton in the time that I've been here. That's one thing I worry about a little bit is that it feels sort of like there's still a lot of organic here, but it starts to feel almost like we're imagining the lack of organic or taking that away. And it becomes like entity, entity, entity versus like really cool people doing really cool things and how can we work together. And I, I hope that people will continue to remain open to that. 
That's my biggest challenge, I think, right now. Right, because that's like what, when you came in, it's like that's what you saw. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people will say that about Ogden. Like, you know, you can feel this nice, inclusive community. Yeah. And if we end up losing that as we grow, then... Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, I I kind of joke because when I was starting out, you know, I was asking a lot of questions. Why is this like this? How does this thing work? Who uses... Why is the amphitheater... The amphitheater was like empty at the time, right? Like Twilight didn't exist. There was hardly anything programmed over there. What was this built for? Who's in charge of it? What could happen here? And, you know, some of that was critical. Like, and I think it's very easy to be like, well, this is stupid. Like, blah, 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 you know? But you have to come in with this, like, open heart. And I I have to remind myself of that all the time. Like, be open to this. So, like, okay, what are the possibilities and what am I willing to do in that regard? Right now, I see a lot more where people are just kind of, like, on social media and they're like, this is dumb, this is stupid, this thing sucks, blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's just... Someone should fix this. (laughs) Yeah, someone should fix this or they should have da-da-da, but like, okay, how can you kind of flip that a little bit and like what's the energy that you're willing to put into that? And if you're not, I don't think that that's really a supportive space to be communicating in if you're not willing to show up and really, you know, do something different. I think if you are willing to show up and offer different, I think there's still a lot of openness in the community, but it's kind of like, you know, I can, I have a tendency to be that like bull in a china shop if I care about something real hot and heavy. And I have to, I still have to learn and relearn and constantly like remind myself of like, okay, I know I care about this a lot, but how can I put that into a meaningful and constructive place? And I think that's my biggest, like if I could challenge out to the community, like that's what I'd love to see from people who maybe feel frustrated, you know? Yeah, Yeah. like uh, take the thing you care about and contribute to it. Yeah, and then I have this thing on, um, it's like a stupid, you know, like you get these little cards and you like open it up. I have one that I've carted around from every house that I've had since college. And it says, um, where you find no love, put love. And there, and there you'll find love. And I absolutely love that. And I think that, you know, you can apply that to so many things. Like where you, where you don't find the art you want, put the art you want. And then you're going to find it. You know, mm-hmm. like what can you create? Um, what can you add to the space that you're maybe missing? And instead of saying like, I wish this and I wish that, like, can you be a part of driving that change? You know? Yeah. yeah I love, I that. love that a ton. Yeah. Uh, a little more about the Alliance. How big is that organization? Like uh, the staff mm-hmm. and all that? Yeah, so we started out 2016 with just the two of us, um, and then we added a third person. As of right now, there, well, when I was there full-time, there was seven, Um, so still pretty small, and that's the biggest it has ever been, and now there's six without my position filled. That's a ton of work, and the scale of downtown has grown too, so even though we've grown as an organization over time, the downtown has grown so much that I don't think that proportionally the organization is matching that. Yeah. So it definitely needs more resources and, you know, financially and just human capital wise. But I love that team so much. And I've always said, I'm so proud of everything that has come out of that organization for how small it is. They have really worked miracles, you know, and I, I know that I have been the director there, but I really have to attribute that to the staff. All of them continued, they, you know, it's not like this glamorously profitable job and they're hauling trash cans and working weekends and long nights and staying at city council meetings and 
go to dinner and get asked to do the next thing. And then, you know, it's like a constant, it's not just a nine yeah. to five job, you know, but it's going to be the worst part. You can't go out to a restaurant you cannot. without it being work. You cannot because <laughs> someone will come right up and they're like, Hey, what's, you know, and they want to ask and they all, which is great because people care and they're excited. But sometimes you're just like, my goodness, I just want to like check yeah. out for a minute. <laughs> right. But those humans that work there and have worked there are all so incredible. And one of my favorite, like my proudest moments of the whole organization is we'd be off work. People don't leave. Go home, you know, take a break. Oh, or the events. They're off on a weekend and and like they're not working on events. Still show up. Still want to be there. Still, you know, and that is just passion on full display like those people care they're not there because the paycheck they care and they're excited and they have incredible ideas and drive to make those things happen I don't know how we got lucky with all of that but we really absolutely did so which of the events do you think was the most fun to put on oh man so Harvest Moon has a soft spot in my heart for sure so when my husband and I first moved here we had no Ogden like what is in Ogden you send your taxes here (laughs) And my husband's employer actually drove us around to look at houses. And he was like, don't go here. And he kind of like motioned off the freeway to all of Ogden. <laughs> He's like, this is like, it's like the the badlands of like the Lion King or something. <laughs> like, and that's where we ended up living. And I think that's hilarious. But we stumbled in. We actually just wandered into Harvest Moon on a Saturday we did not know that it was Harvest Moon. We didn't know what that was, but the street had been blocked off and we're like, oh, you can like grab a beer and walk around the whole street, you know? Yeah. What is this? We asked them, what is it that's happening here? Oh, it's this Harvest Moon, happens every year. Okay, great. And um, our kids just absolutely loved it. So did we. And that was, I remember Nick and I like holding a beer on 25th Street and just feeling like, and we said out loud, okay. I could see us being here, you know, and it just felt like there is stuff that's happening here and we want to like be a part. And so that event, I always have goosebumps every year at that because especially running that event um, later on, that's like a magical moment, right? Like you fall in love with this town, that beautiful mountain, like the view, like I just have that in my heart. Like I just have that memory like stamped on my heart and then running that event and being able to see people laughing and making those same memories for themselves is that is a huge favorite in my mind and then farmer's market is definitely a soft spot for me too like being able to build out that event the way that it is and farmers what that means to me like that's a whole other podcast episode I could go on and on about that but um it hits so many love points in my life and my you know, how I was raised and everything. And so that one is incredibly meaningful to me too. Is there an event that you would say is like more work than people realize? Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, All of them are more work than anyone realizes, but the car show is probably the hardest one just because getting all those cars loaded in is, you know, people are like, oh, there's drive in and park, but it is a ton of work and those cars overheat if they're idling too long and, um, you know, they got to come off the viaduct. There's OPD support for that all around to make that safe and secure. And I don't think anyone really realizes the logistics that go into that whole thing um, until you're actually standing on the street and you're a human being trying to like direct cars that maybe don't want to be directed, you know. But then once that event is going, it's an absolute blast. But that couple hours of load in is is intense, like no joke. Huh. <laughs> 
Okay, so what's the thing that you're going to miss the most about Downtown Alliance? Uh, my team, for sure. I just love those people. I The staff there is incredible and that synergy there. And then, you know, the board is awesome as well. So just like there's so many relationships that my kid, and now I'm going to cry, but they did like a going away party for me and they had kind of like pictures playing up. It was at the Monarch and they had pictures playing up on those screens. And my son, who's all like rough and tumble, you know, flutter and flight he was like there's so many relationships and memories like from here and um seeing him care about that yeah absolutely and it's not like I'm not going to see these people but I'm not there every single day the way that I was and so I in the banter and back and forth idea sharing I love I I'll miss that for sure well and I get you've got to feel like you're going to be able to connect with the city a little like in a different way like in a more personal way yeah for sure and um, you know, in my new role, one of the th- I've been offered so many jobs throughout this entirety, and I've always kind of like I'll go home and and like laugh, but you know, my husband and I will I'll say this was offered to me today, and I'm <laughs> like, there's no way I don't want to go to this city. Or people have asked me like, why don't you go do this other thing? It's this much more money, or it's that, and I'm like, yeah, but it's not here, you know. And like I have boys, and our family is here, you know. Like I I love being able to dive, drive down the street, and my kids know that thing is a part of our lives because of this, you know, and I have a ton of pride in them having that connection to their community. And I wouldn't trade that for the absolute world. And so this position with Roosters, I mean, that is a company that shows up for the community all day long in so many crazy ways. And I'll get to do all of those things and still, and I'm meeting, I thought I was involved, you know, like I thought I knew, but I've been like so downtown focused and this has been like okay community wide and and statewide too I mean expanding that kind of like love out that's pretty dang cool I'm excited about that so what is it you're doing now yeah so I have um taken so I have that marketing and PR firm and I've done Roosters PR for they were I think my first client in Utah but throughout all that you know I have worked right alongside Kim the owner Kim and Pete are the owners And I got offered this position to kind of come on full time as the strategic development officer. And so I'll be over all of the locations and the brands, including Union Grill, and bringing that kind of like what you'd know from Ogden Roosters, but also expanding that out into the whole of the brand. And then um, I'll be training to, to be Kim. To, to be the other Kim and uh-huh. so eventually I'll be kind of stepping into that role huh. um, I don't know the timing on that there's a lot there's a lot for me to learn but um, that's the plan so yeah you guys have to get that a lot where like somebody has heard of Kim Bouchard uh-huh. and they're like you're her right well it's funny because I'm Kim Boucher she's Kim Bouchard when we were on 25th Street Association together confused I do their marketing so we're confused um, she's really active in the community I'm really active in the community people get us mixed up all the time but one thing that's kind of funny is I've actually done their PR for so long I can step into her voice like I'll write the quotes for her because I can step into her voice and always send it for her approval but we've like joked that we're each other's voice for a long time and so in this building out what this position is it's kind of like yeah that feels really organic that I have kind of stepped in for her in a lot of other ways previously and I know her heart I know her intention in a lot of the things and so being able to kind of build upon that relationship that's there and yeah I'm I'm very 
I feel so happy. I just feel like this magical opportunity was handed to me and I'm just, I'm excited to kind of run with it. That's cool. Yeah. And what is the footprint of Roosters now? There's Roosters, Union Grill, B Street, and the one in Layton. I can't think of the name. Yeah, so just Roosters, Layton, and then right oh. next door to Roosters. It's, so it's just a Roosters, but it happens to be in Layton. But then right next door to that is um, a new project that we just opened in October called The Coop yeah. by Roosters. And that's a 21-plus bar um, yeah. and eatery. But it's a little bit fancier than what right. B Street is. You still go in there in your regular, you know, after work, whatever, but... It's gorgeous. Yeah. And then we have the airport location. Oh, right. That is awesome. And then we have partnered with um, Cafe Mercantile and Beehive Cheese. So they purchased the depot building that's on 25th and Grant. Oh. And so they're actually Rooster's um, kind of enterprise level offices are over there now. And then the front of that on the corner will be kind of this coffee shop meets artisan goods so you'll be able to buy like cheese and all the accoutrements for a cheese board and That's grab a cool. glass of wine or a beer you know and it has an awesome pat it's not done but it'll have an awesome patio space out there too and That's i'm cool. excited to go there i'll be glad to have something on that corner i know too. just life again so yeah, yeah yeah absolutely great i'm just curious if you have a take on this you know you were talking about how Ogden is kind of these little pockets of people that needs to sort of coalesce and it's sort of mm. what you were trying to do with your blog yeah. have you seen Ogden improve in that way like is there any real unifying forces like yeah I mean I think there's always going to be gaps right like there's um community shift and so there's always going to be new needs and changing needs and so there's always space for someone new to come in and go hey like let's do this and bring those ideas to the table unifying wise you know that was one thing we really wanted to do with the downtown alliance we felt like you know there was the goal foundation there was visit ogden ogden city was doing some stuff 25th Street association was small but was doing things pretty amazing for how small they were but everyone was kind of telling their story in their own lane and how could we bring all that and and kind of like synergize what was happening and not to say that it becomes one homogenous single voice but just like how can you help bring those pieces together to create more awareness for the opportunities and allow even more people in and improve upon the things that are existing. And so improvement, yeah, I think that that has definitely improved, but there's also so many more people doing things, you know, like Deanne, I love the Ogdenite. When we were first starting the Downtown Alliance, we did a, a weekly music posting just of what was happening in the downtown. And that's a lot of work, you know, it's time consuming. And she is covering the community not just the downtown and so I have so much respect for the work that she's doing there and that's just one you know that's yeah. one example but I love Ogden Pub Runners that thing has really it's amazing how many people are involved in that yeah. there's just a ton of like Leon has some incredible projects that he I mean he I don't know when he sleeps it but like OGTV and <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah I mean I know other communities have kind of these underground pockets and stuff but what other community of our size has hundreds of these things going on all the time and just constantly churning out love and care for their community and that is really you know the mayor likes to say the secret sauce i think that's absolutely it it's the people i think that, i think i covered all my stuff sweet well thank you for having me yeah thank you for coming i really yeah. appreciate it okay before you go take just a second and put yourself in youth futures position you've got a big group of teenagers that you need to get out of the house for some reason or entertain and what are you gonna do so 
That's why we want donations of individually wrapped treats, cookies, cakes, chips, stuff like that. Then gift cards to fun places like Toads or Fly High or Fat Cats, Walmart, Maverick. And then, of course, they always want, you know, necessities like paper goods, cleaning supplies, bus passes. Drop all that stuff off at Brookie Bakes or Grounds on 25th, Salon Satori on Harrison, Foley's Gym on 31st, Bellamy Boutique in North Ogden, and Utah Dance Academy in Pleasant View. And for a full list of items or locations to donate at, find us on Instagram or follow our partners in charity, Love Ogden. <laughs>